Hello, my loves, and welcome to another episode of the Faith-Based Storyteller Show, where we sharpen and encourage one another in Christ. I'm your host, Michaela Robertson, and thank you for joining me for another day, another week, another faithful Friday, and another opportunity for us to dive into the Word of God and figure out how we're going to apply it to our lives. Now, I'm super excited about today because I spent some time before the Lord and I was wondering what we were going to be studying this week. And what I thought it was ended up being something completely different. Because for weeks, I've been talking to you guys about faith versus faithfulness and how I was going to bring it up in a conversation. And this has been a consistent study since we relaunched this podcast. (laughs) And so I thought, oh my gosh, I'm finally going to bring the word faith versus faithfulness to you guys today. But I realized that this is a personal study for me that I'm still working through and identifying what it means to be faithful in my life. And so I went all the way around the world when it came to um, studying faith and what it actually meant. But today's focus of conversation led me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, Um, Verse 11, which is what's going to be our focus today, minding our own business. Now, in retrospect, minding your own business is minding your own business. Stop worrying about mine and look at yours. Um, But in spiritual, like through a spiritual lens, the Bible actually does tell us to mind our own business. So we should not be in anybody else's business. We should not be all up in their bank accounts, all up in their business plans, all up in what they're doing in their lives. We need to focus on what God has given us, um, focus on creating what he's told us to create. Um, and we need to focus on that while also living a quiet life and working with our hands. And so that's what we're going to dive into today, minding our own business. And so I don't know where you are in your life. I don't even know if you have a business, but even if you are not an entrepreneur, minding our own business is a word that equates across the board. It is a word that we all need to adopt into our lifestyle. And I'm super excited to dive into today because it goes back to a study that I did years ago that I'm super in love with in the Bible um, when it comes to Jesus and how he was minding his father's business. And so we're going to talk today about how that translates into our lives and how minding our business can also be us minding our father's business. So let's go ahead and pull out our Bibles because we're going to be studying today. Um, I am reading. I'm always reading. I'm not going to say I'm always because I have more Bibles here, but I just like this one because the words are big. (laughs) But I am reading today from the Christian Standard Bible. This is the Tony Evans Study Bible that was gifted to me by my Aunt Bobby. I'm pretty sure she's listening. So hi, Aunt Bobby. Hey, love you. Um, But this is the Christian Standard Bible. It's the Tony Evans Study Bible. And I love that the words are big, but I also love... Um, his footnotes in the bottom because he keeps it real. And I love like translations that I can understand. And then the footnotes of whoever translated that actually keeps it real to where I can understand it even more and it simplifies it. So we're reading from the CSB version today, the Christian Standard Bible. This is 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 11. That's our focus. We just focus in on this one verse, verse 11. So in the Christian Standard Bible translation, it reads, seek to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. I'm going to read that one more time for you. Seek to lead a quiet life, 
to mind your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. Now, in context, these are instructions for us to love. And actually, let's go to the book of Thessalonians 2. The author of, the author of this book is Paul. And Paul is writing to... Who is he? He is visiting Thessalonica, the modern-day Greek city of Thessalonica, during his second missionary journey. And so he is speaking to this city. He is preaching to this city about how they are living and working and loving a godly life. So if we were actually to go a couple of verses before, um, he talks about brotherly love. And in verse 9, he says, um, you don't need to write because you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. In fact, you are doing this toward all your brothers and sisters in the entire region of Macedonia. But we don't, but, I'm sorry, but we encourage you, brothers and sisters, to do this even more. So the church or the people of Thessalonica are already operating in love. They're already loving each other the way that God instructs them to love. And he's like, look, y'all are doing great, but I want you to do this more. And so in order to do this more, he goes into verse 11 uh, seek to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your hands as we commanded you. And then he says, so that you may behave properly. Now, when I went to another translation, I went to the um, New King New King's James Version. Um, it actually writes, aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your own hands as we commanded that you may walk properly toward those who are outside and that you may lack nothing. That's 11 and 12. But in both of these translations, there are three instructions that we are given. Lead a quiet life, mind your own business, and work with your own hands. So we're going to dive into what that actually means. So let's pull out our dictionary because we didn't, you know, we look up words over here. We want to know what they actually means. So when I looked up the word uh, quiet, right? So this one says lead a quiet and peaceful life. This one says seek a quiet and peaceful life. But the first thing we're looking for is a life that is quiet. What does it actually mean to lead a quiet life? Like it can be quiet as in silence like this. Okay. Or is there actually a deeper meaning to quiet? So the definition of quiet, which I love and found so interesting, is that quiet is defined as being carried out discreetly, secretly, or with moderation. So quiet means carried out dis dis wow words, discreetly, secretly, or with moderation. Another definition says private, confidential, or secret. And so in both of these definitions, I was drawn to the word secret and I didn't know why. So I looked up the word secret and it's so cool because the Latin initial version, like the original version of the word or the origin, that's the word I'm looking for. The origin of the word secret is the word secretus and that is defined as separate or set apart. And so when we are called to live a quiet life, we are called to live a life that is set apart. And we know that in the Bible that to follow Christ is to live a life that is set apart because we are in the world, but we are not of the world. We have been chosen. We have been called by Christ to be his followers, to 
to spread the good news of Christ, to speak his word. And so we have been set apart from the world and the customs of the world and how the world operates because we are called to focus on Christ. And so leading a quiet life is a life that we can carry out discreetly. It's a life that we can carry out in, in private and set ourselves apart so that we can study this word, so that we can gain a relationship with our Father, so that we can build a deeper understanding of this word. And so to the, our first instruction, again, is to lead a quiet life. And when I looked up what quiet meant in the Bible, it says to be at peace, to be undisturbed, and to restrain from gossip or meddling. Now we know a quiet life means you minding your own business. You're not worried about nobody else. But if you actually think about quiet, quiet is peaceful. Like quiet is calm. Quiet allows you to listen. When we are still, when we are in a quiet place, when we allow ourselves to get so quiet enough to where we can hear from God, we are able to listen better. So living a quiet life brings us peace. It allows us to be undisturbed, both spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally. There's so much depression in today's world. It's become normalized for people to be on medication for depression and anxiety. But when we live a quiet life, we are living a life that is undisturbed. The schemes of the enemy don't disturb us. There is no disturbance. There is only peace by living a quiet life in Christ. And so we are called to also refrain from gossip. So we know don't talk about nobody. Um, It is not for us to judge anybody's life. We are called to spread the good news of Christ. And that is what we are only called to do. So let us be obedient in that and not worry about what so-and-so is doing or the real housewives of or the whatever reality TV or whatever drama you want to stir up. It's not about that. It's about Christ. So if we can point people back to God, that's what we need to be talking about. And if we're not, we need to be quiet. So instruction one, live a quiet life. We're called to live or lead or seek, basically go after, do what you can in order to obtain a quiet life. Now, the second um, instruction for us is to mind your own business. I often think about um, the, what's the, the show? Okay, so I often think about Fresh Prince when Will was trying to teach Ashley how to defend herself. And he was like, back up, back up. Mind your business. That's it. Just mind your business. Like, that's how we need to be. We actually need to back up, take a step back, and mind our own business. And when it comes to minding our own business, the definition of mind means to practice, to perform repeatedly, habitually, and to execute or accomplish. And so when we think about minding the action, practicing, executing, accomplishing, or we think about our mind, our physical brain, Um, Our mind is our will. It's our determination. It's how we make decisions. It's where we direct our attention. It's what we remember. If we can focus our mind on our business, the business being whatever work God has called you to focus on right now, whatever he has given you to turn into a prophet, whatever he has equipped you with in order to create something for his glory and for his good, to replicate his creation because everything that he created was good. When we mind our own business, we allow our mind to focus on ways to practice 
what God has called us to do. We focus on ways to create. And so when we back up, we need to take a step back. We need to take a step back from the hustle and the grind and the burnout. We need to take a step back from all the distractions. We need to take a step back from everything that makes us worry or anxious or doubt what God is capable of doing in our lives. And we need to direct our mind, place our attention on the Lord's ways, on his business, on what he has given us. And when I think about minding our business, it takes me to Luke chapter four. So years ago, I did a study. Um, It actually might still be on my YouTube channel. I have no idea. Um, But I did a study in the book of Luke chapter four about Jesus. And this was 12 year old Jesus at the time. And what happened is this was during the Passover festival and Jesus, his mother, Mary, his mother and father, Mary and Joseph um, went to the Passover festival and it was like a traditional festival. And while they were there, you know, they did what they needed to. And then his Jesus decided that he was going to go and sit in the temple of the Lord and learn under the elders. And so everybody's at this festival. They travel in flocks. There's a whole bunch of people traveling to this festival. Um, And 12 year old Jesus decides that he ain't going back home with nobody else. (laughs) So his parents actually end up leaving him at this festival. And of course, I can't find Luke right now. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. There we go. So his parents actually end up leaving him at the Passover festival. I believe it was in Jerusalem. And they travel. It took them three days to get there. And they travel three days home only to realize that baby Jesus, not baby, but 12 year old Jesus uh, is not with them. So they travel all the way back. They go all the way back to uh, the city to look for their son. And Mary is anxious. She is worrying. She is fretting. She is like, where is my baby? Where is he? Somebody help me find him. And she finally finds him. And when they find him, he is sitting in the temple. And in Luke chapter four, verse, actually, I think it might be Luke chapter two. It is. It's Luke chapter two. Verse 40, 40, it starts at 41, but it says, and I'm going to do 41 through 49. Yeah, I'll read 41 through 49. Um, But it says, every year his parents traveled to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. And when he was 12 years old, they went up according to the custom of the festival. After those days were over, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming he was in the traveling party, they went a day's journey. So one day, not three days. They went a day's journey, and then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all of them heard all all of excuse me, 47. And all those who heard him were astounded at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. And then verse 49, Jesus said, why were you searching for me? He asked, didn't you know that it was necessary for me to be in my father's house? What I love about this scripture is because verse 49 in a different translation says, did you, why did you search for me? Did you not know that I was about my father's business? 
Hey there, Storyteller. I just want to interrupt this episode really quick to let you know that Faith Audio Network is now open. Faith Audio Network is our community for storytellers like you, storytellers who listen to podcasts like this, storytellers who know they have a voice and they know that God has given them a powerful gift to be able to go out and speak for him, to give him glory. So if you know that you are interested in joining a community that is going to hold you accountable, that is going to pray with you, that is going to intercede on your behalf, and that's going to sharpen your faith, this is the community for you. To learn more and to register, please visit faithaudionetwork.com. That's faithaudionetwork.com. If you are listening to this podcast right now, you may or may not know that at some point, the name of this podcast when I first launched was actually called About My Father's Business for this scripture alone. This was back in 2018, maybe 17, 18. Um, But because Jesus was, he, he made it an effort to sit before the elders, to listen. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God, to listen to the word of God, to ask questions. He was curious. Um, and then to, to actually speak with understanding. Like he gained understanding. He had answers. People were astonished by this 12-year-old boy's faith, but also by his ability to interpret what he was learning. He had wisdom. But he said, why did you search for me? Did you not know that I was about my father's business? And in this translation, about my father's business is, did you not know that it was necessary for me to be in my father's house. So when we take this back to our ability to mind our own business, we need to be like Jesus and we need to focus on our father's business. Now, Jesus was in the temple sitting among teachers. We need to sit among those who are teaching the word of God, truly teaching the word of God. We can also sit in our our time, our free time, because now that Jesus is risen, Um, we have the ability to communicate with our Heavenly Father. We have the Holy Spirit. We have these gifts where we can gain a deeper understanding of the word for ourselves just by spending time with God, by understanding um, that we can read this word and get new revelations and gain wisdom because we ask for it. And so Jesus was sitting among the teachers and asking them questions so we can sit here, read our word, and ask God for understanding and questions. And we can gain understanding and answers just like him. And so minding our business, we know, placing our mind, our physical brain on ways that we can practice making profit, ways that we can uh, execute what we have been given, ways that we can practice or perform repeatedly the business or the matters that we need to attend to or our father's house, our father, focusing on our heavenly father um, to carry out his business because our business is our father's business. He gives us the desires of his heart. So the desires of our heart, when we become renewed, when we become new in Christ, we become born again, his desires become our desires. So the business that we are focusing on, the thing that is we, we direct our attention that allows us to turn a profit, that allows us to build wealth, that allows us to uh, create, that allows us to work with our hands, which we'll get to in the next verse, um, our business is our father's business. But we also mentioned that the mind, another definition of the mind, the physical mind, is a person's memory. And so when I read that, it sparked that mind your business means remember the father. When we mind our business, we are remembering the heavenly father. 
in everything that we do. And I think it was in the last episode, I was telling you guys about how uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. That's one of uh, Proverbs 3, 5, one of me and my husband's favorite verses in the Bible. But that, that verse goes on to say, acknowledge God in everything you do and he will direct your path. So minding your business means remembering your father at all times, acknowledging him in everything you do, because again, he's going to direct our paths. So we learned that minding our business means being in the father's house. It means allowing ourselves to be focused on him. We know that living a quiet life means setting ourselves apart and spending time with Christ. And then that third instruction that we were given is to work with our own hands. Now, when I first read this, I think, don't be lazy, sis. Don't be lazy. Because it's real easy to be lazy. It's real easy to be like, oh, no, I'll do it tomorrow. Or I don't have to do it right now. I'll just do it later. Or I'll do it after I watch this episode of Insert Favorite Episode. <laughs> um, so when we work with our own hands, we are called to not be lazy. And the definition of work means to labor, to trade, or to make gains by trading. Another definition of labor or work means to cause to exist, to minister, and to work out. And I love that second definition. I thought that was super interesting. Um, And then when I looked up, these were the biblical definitions of labor, by the way. When I looked up the actual definition of labor, like the dictionary definition of labor, it means in that or labor. I keep saying labor, but it's work. When I looked up the dictionary definition of work, it means the activity involving mental or physical effort done in order to achieve a purpose or a result. The activity involving mental or physical effort done in order to achieve a purpose or a result. So when the Lord says in this scripture, work with your own hands, we are called to engage in activities that involve us to use our mind and to use our body in order to achieve a purpose or a result. It also means we're we're called to use our mind and our body in order to make gains, to turn a profit, in order to make money, to build wealth by trading. Whatever you are trading, you are trading your time for uh, information, you are trading your skill sets for a paycheck, whatever we are trading. Um, And it also means to use our mind or our body to cause something to exist, to bring something into existence, a.k.a. to create, because our Father is a creator and we are called to imitate our Father, therefore, according to Ephesians 5.2, so we're called to create, um, or to use our mind, do an activity using our mind or our body in order to minister or in order to work out. And so I found this so interesting because When we think about ministry, we often think about how ministry only has to do with God's word. We associate ministry with spreading the gospels. Like me on this podcast right now is ministry. Whenever I talk about Jesus, it's ministry. But let's say I have a nine to five, right? I don't have a nine to five, praise the Lord. But when I did have a nine to five, me going into work, that was not considered ministry. But if we look at it, it is work is ministry. And so when we show up to work, 
when we minister to others, when we uh, use our bodies in order to achieve this result or in order to create gain or profit by trading our time for this, this job, how are we how are we allowing our light to shine in our work? Or what do people see in our work ethic that points them back to Christ? Because we are children of God. And so we dwell in the house of our father all the days of our lives, meaning that God dwells in us. So when we go to work, how are we allowing our light to shine for others? How are we allowing others to see the Christ in us? So work is ministry. Creation is work. So when we create something, whether you're an artist or whether you are a a handyman, like a carpenter, like Jesus was, you know, whenever we create something, this podcast, this is a creation. Um, Everything that we do is we're creating. When you create a baby, (laughs) that's creation. Uh, When we create something, we are working. And the Bible tells us to work with our own hands. So We should not be relying on other people to do the work that God called us to do. We are called to work with our own hands. And I'm not saying you can't delegate some other positions within your business for those who are entrepreneurs. But I'm saying that if God has trusted you with this, steward it wisely and work unto the Lord with it. But I also love how a definition of work means to work out. And since we know work means to do an activity involving physical or mental effort to achieve a purpose, it is important that we actually work our bodies, that we work our bodies out, that we exercise, walk, breathe, stretch, go to the gym, go to some type of Pilates or workout class, ride a bike. Um, It's important that we move our bodies because God has given us these vessels. And even though they are only temporary, We are called to steward these vessels in the best way that we can. And we are called to strengthen these vessels. And so in order to strengthen these vessels, we have to exert that physical and mental effort, which means we need to work out. So um, working with our hands, not being lazy, allowing everything that we create to be good, because when God created everything, he called it good, Um, allowing our ministry to be an example or a light that leads people back to Christ and allowing our bodies to become strengthened and to work for our good. Um, But also we have to remember that our work should always be profitable. And so um, work is, you know, the labor, the trade, making gains for trade to cause to exist. Our work should be profitable, whether it is profiting, Um, our soul, profiting our finances, profiting profiting us in other ways. We should always profit in the work that we do. So keep that in mind when it comes to work. So these are the three instructions that we have been called. And then also um, just wrapping up the work with your own hands. Matthew 5.16 says, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father in heaven. So everything that we do, every work that we do should be good. And when people are able to see us, they're able to see our light, they're able to see the work that we accomplish, they will then give glory to the Heavenly Father. Praise God. So this is what I want us to focus on today. Minding our own business. Um, We need to live, as Thessalonians 4.11 says, to lead or seek 
to attain, seek to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your own hands. Because in verse 12, it says, then you will be, you will be able to behave properly. Or, in another translation, it says, then you will, oh, it's over here. Then you will walk properly toward those who are outside and you will lack nothing. And so if you ever feel like like there's a hole burning in your pocket or like regardless of how much work you put in, you just can't seem to get ahead or you just don't know what to do. These are three beautiful instructions. And the biggest one is to mind your own business because we are remembering the father with that. Um, But these are just three beautiful instructions that you can apply to your life today in order to lack nothing. Like the Lord will give you everything that you need, everything that you desire according to his desires. It'll also be a way for you to behave properly, to gain righteousness, to live a holy life. And so I'm super excited that we get this opportunity to mind our own business. And And I love the fact that when it directs back to Luke 4, And we think about the mind, minding our own business, again, is remembering our father. So we remember him in everything we do. All we have to do is have a relationship with God. And he wants us to have a relationship with him. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart and declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead and that he is coming again to judge the living and the dead, you will be saved. And so we can enter into salvation um, through the word of our mouth through exercising our faith. But most importantly, we can live a beautiful life here on earth just by remembering our Father, which is minding our business and making sure our mind is stayed on the Father's business, just as Jesus allowed his mind to be stayed on the Father's business in the Father's house when he was 12 years old in Luke chapter 2, verse 49. So that concludes today's episode of the Faith-Based Storyteller Show. Go out there and mind your businesses. Or bro, if you're listening to your man. (laughs) Go out there and mind your business. Remember the Father in everything you do. Lead a quiet life. Set yourself apart. Allow your life to be peaceful. Allow your life to be undisturbed. Set yourself apart. Study this word. Um, Place your mind on Christ. Focus on the Father. And work with your hands. Do what he has called you to do. Create what he has called you to create. Do not doubt him. He has positioned you for such a time as this. And what you are able to... um, What you are able to deliver in this time, in this season, will reap a harvest if you do not give up. Okay, so we are going into the fourth quarter of the year. October is coming up. I'm super excited about the upcoming year because y'all know the Lord always gives me a word to focus on for my birthday for the year. And I already got the word. So I am excited to uh, reveal that to you guys and do a whole study on that. But until then. Just remember that you are called to mind your own business. So remember the father. Okay. Uh, If this podcast episode resonates with you, please like, comment, rate, review, share. It means a lot. So I would appreciate that. And we can get this message out to more people. Um, If you are interested in joining a community that will hold you accountable, help you to increase your faith and give you the tools and resources to not only launch a podcast, but grow, monetize and 
sustain a podcast, join the Faith Audio Network. It is our monthly community and membership, and I'm super excited about it because this is the work that God has given me. Uh, This is what I am able to uh, create and uh, trade and uh, handle ministry with, and so I'm I'm excited to steward it, and I invite you to join us. So you can visit faithaudionetwork.com or just visit the links in the description and Yeah, I think that's this episode. So thanks for joining me for another Faithful Friday of the Faith-Based Storyteller Show. I will catch you guys in the next episode. And until next time, remember that God loves you and so do I. Bye.